You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Look, hey, don't blame me. Blame Queen Elizabeth. Why? What's the last movie you thought was funny? Nothing. Comedy's dead. Truly. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hassan. And this, this, this is Charlotte oh, Hannah. Oh, we're in the, in the same, same box. Yeah, there it goes. Yeah. So look, I, I traveled to New fun. York. New York and back in the matter of moments. Wow, technology. Am I right? <laughs> Teleportation. We've been had it for years, but you guys <laughs> just don't know about it yet. Hey, we got a great show for you today. Uh, a little bit later, we do. Well, it's Wednesday. What do we do? Word count Wednesday. There is concern that this is not actually Charlotte Wilder, but a clone. Well. We'll discover if it is or isn't during another segment we like to call, we read things off of NBA Reddit and then watch the other person react to it. And dicks talk about it to each other. And talk about it to each other. There you go. That is an excellent segment, including one, if you could have the superpower to make threes from anywhere on the floor, Charlotte, would you be in the NBA? You don't want to miss this conversation. It's riveting. It is. I promise you. But first, and the laughter that comes to the goddamn <laughs> hole in the wall sometimes really throws me up. First, Mark Spears of Anscape came out the other day and said that there might be a dark horse mystery Eastern Conference team that wants to throw its hat in the ring for the Damian Lillard saga. Yes, he oh. said the Blazers have been talking to several teams I'm kind of hearing rumors about another Eastern Conference team that I'm not going to throw out there just yet. And then I think he sort of threw out the Celtics a little bit, but like hypothetically. Isn't this all just more conjecture and more artificial attempts to create leverage in a world where there is no leverage for the Portland Trailblazers? I would think so. Because also like why now? Why all of a sudden? And Dame has made it very clear he wants to go to Miami. And it doesn't seem like that's changing. So it does feel like a lot of smoke and mirrors because I just don't see a world in which he actually ends up somewhere else. I mean, I'd like to be wrong. It would be exciting if I were wrong. But what I mean, what's your what's your read on it? I like how it is counterbalanced by this mini podcast tour that Damian Lillard has been on. Yes. Where he's kind of he's doing what I like to call like very shrewd semantics of <laughs> When asked by, for instance, uh, Cam and Mason, it is what it is. Yeah. Like, are, is there any way you could go back to Portland? He said, in a perfect world, I would never leave Portland. 
So, but by the letter of let the... Me, let me tell you something about this world of mm-hmm, Yes. It's not perfect. Oh, that's the catch, right? That's the catch. The world's not perfect. But when he says it that way, by the letter of the NBA law that is prohibiting players from saying, I don't want to be here anymore and all that. I was like, I didn't say that. I said, in a perfect world, I'd be here forever. <laughs> right. yeah, and anything else is left to the inference of the person who is accepting the message. On the Back on Fig podcast, Damian Lillard was asked about like what what the thing is, and he said he basically said, we didn't want the same things. We don't want the same things. And that's how he came to the decision that he wanted to get traded. And again, like this is alluding to, I want to win a championship. I want to be in a position to win a championship. And you guys are, you know, being a team that wants to rebuild. And that's fine. That's the thing that I'm always like, there's nothing wrong with that. I keep saying this over and over again. You trade them because that's the right thing to do for them at this point, right. at this juncture. Right. It wouldn't be doing Dame a favor is what you're saying. You no. Know, well, I mean, it, I it, mean, so it happens to be doing yeah. him a favor, but like it, this is what was in their best interest. Now, here's the problem. They should have done it two years ago. Right. Two years ago, they knew the writing was on the wall. A year and a half ago, they knew the writing was on the wall. This ain't working. We got to move on. But they didn't want to do it because they were too scared to say, oh, we can't trade Dame. We have to wait until Dame says trade me. Right. Right? Which is the coward's way out. Because you don't want, oh, everyone's going to hate us because we traded a franchise player. But here's the reality, Charlotte. Yes. Is that a little too <laughs> intense there? And you're like, yes. It's like, tell me. The reality is, the moment you say, I'm not going to trade him until he demands to be traded, you have effectively ceded right. control of the process. Right. And you don't have leverage. You don't, Yeah, because you said, I, I, I don't want the responsibility. Someone else take the responsibility. When someone else takes the responsibility, they dictate the terms. So do you think, given all that, yeah. after the Spears report, yeah. he's going to end up in either Miami or Portland? If it doesn't happen in September, which is, you know, training camps open October 3rd, I want to say. Yeah. So if it doesn't happen in September, then I think the next big milestone marker is December 15th. That's the earliest date you can start trading players that were signed in the offseason. It just makes a lot more people available to be traded. Do you think they'll do it? Do you think Portland, do you think Miami and Portland would get their acts together by December. Like, what makes December different from now, I guess, is my well, question. Well, December 15th is the date yeah. where you can start trading guys that signed in this past oh, summer. So, okay. like, all these guys that signed this summer okay. are ineligible to be traded right now. Got it. But when you get to December 15th, what's happened is two things. One is you get some teams that are like, oh, yeah, he wasn't that good. Like, right. or he doesn't fit what we're trying to do. Right. But two is you get the ability to say this guy is now available. So now more teams and more players are available to get moved in a possible multi-team deal for Damian Lillard. So that's what the significance of that that date is. And then the last milepost is obviously the trade deadline in February. Right. So So end of the season, where's Damian Lillard? Right across the street. Biscayne Boulevard. Yeah, heard it here first. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, um, NBA Reddit or word count? One of the two. Charlotte, when you're in school, did you ever have to use like those TI 86 graphing calculators? 
Oh the yeah. yeah, I I got good at like the games on those. Did you know they had games on those? Yeah, I think that was after my time. I'm a little older, mm. but guess what? You don't have a TI-86. You gotta use your hands, Charlotte. We're using word count because it's Wednesday. We're not using it. We're playing it. But guess what? I don't use a prompter, so sometimes I say the wrong word. Charlotte, <laughs> I'm going to read you a question. You got to answer it in less than ten words. How will we know, Charlotte? When you've used up the whole number of words that you have allotted because, to you. Because I'm going to have my hands up and I'm going to count on them like this. Like but, a child. Like a child. Well, Charlotte, or first or like a visual learner, I mean. First question. Okay. Do you think Jimmy Butler is a Hall of Famer right now? Why and why not? Or why not? Ugh. Yes. Because, sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, yes, visual yes, learner. Because multi-time all-star, all-NBA, all-defensive. Wow. It's, it's not a No, sentence. because, yes, look, he hasn't won a championship, but he's been the best player on two finals teams. He's been, what, five-time or six-time all-star? Five-time, I think. Um, and he's an amazing player. And I feel like guys make it in with those sorts of accolades all the time. I think a championship would be like, okay, obviously, but I do think that he's at this point, I think he'd be in. Yeah. It's interesting. Basketball reference, which is a wonderful website, does this thing called the hall of fame probability meter. Basically it takes all the players in the hall of fame and it analyzes their stats and accomplishments. They did like only, objective things, how many all-star appearances, how many all-NBA, how many all-defensive teams, how many MVPs, final MVPs, all those things, as well as their stats, points, rebounds, assists, et cetera, et cetera. And from there, it runs an algorithm, and it applies it to every player who's active and sees their stats and accomplishments, and how closely does it match up to a Hall of Fame resume. It's not an end-all, be-all, and it doesn't count your international exploits, your college exploits, which, of course, count towards the Basketball Hall of Fame. Jimmy Butler's number is a shade under 73% probability, which places him among the top 15 uh, active players right now in terms of Hall of Fame probability. So I think it's a pretty good chance that he will. Charlotte, what you got for me? All right, I mean... Explain the different roles and need for multiple assistant coaches. All right. This is like in the spelling bee where someone says spell cat and then you onomatopoeia. I'm like, all right. (laughs) Different roles for assistant coaches. (laughs) Player development. Advanced scouting. Strategic planning a.k.a. offense-defense schemes. Nice! Wow, wow, wow. Yes. Now, mind you, many coaches might fulfill all of those things. They might do a little player development, a little advanced scouting, a little, hey, this is a good play. I saw Sienna and Marist run last night. We could use this as an under, out of bound or whatever. But people tend to have, like, strengths, uh, mm-hmm. Former players, a lot of times when they first come in and their first kind of assistant coaching job, it is very much, hey, we need someone to go out there, work guys out, but also to fill in. Because as we're getting more and more players who are resting during practice, you need a guy to come in and play pickup or not pickup, but yeah. fill in 
either on the defensive team or on the offensive team. So that happens a lot. Then you've got the guys who came from the video room, so they're naturally going to be a lot better at advanced scouting because they've been watching video of all of these teams and uh, matching plays on video to plays drawn up by the advanced scouts. So you got a, a guys who are going to have a strength in that way. And then there are guys that are going to be like those old coaching lifers who are like, yeah, we ran this in 88 when I was with Portland against, you know, the Lakers. And they're coming up with those sorts of things. And it's the head coach's job not only to be, you know, to have a diverse staff who can offer all those strengths, but also you don't have to be an expert, but you got to know enough that you can have an intelligent conversation with everybody about all those different things. Wow. You're an encyclopedia, I mean. I've been around a long time. That's all it is. All right. Oh, wow. This is a nice one. All right. It's a nice change of pace. Charlotte, your favorite player growing up and why? Oh, this is really cute. Okay. Um, It's like, did this fall in from another pile? Yes. (laughs) Michael Jordan, because duh. And a bit later, Paul Pierce. Yeah. And is also counts, by the way, as a. You said and, but you didn't you didn't throw up a finger. I did. I put up my pinky for that. Michael Jordan because duh. And and ah okay. Okay, Um, no, I think well Michael Jordan because I mean obviously he was everywhere, but also because my older cousin who I thought was the coolest person who'd ever lived, shout out Andrew, you're still pretty cool. Um, was obsessed with him, so I was like, oh cool, I this is a cool thing to do. I'm obsessed with Michael Jordan, Um, and then. In 98, Paul Pierce shows up on the Celtics, and I was like, this guy, love this guy. Um, and that worked out pretty well for me. So what a, what a cute little question. Mm, yeah, I feel sad for Dana Barros, Rick Fox, Dominique yeah. Wilkins, D. Brown, all those guys, all those Celtics of the and 90s Walker. who were like, chop liver. Sorry, uh, who is yours, I mean? My favorite player going up? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I've never really right. had a favorite player. That's a weird thing. Like, for someone uh, who's loved basketball, I never yeah. had a favorite player. I know I didn't like Michael Jordan because, obviously, I grew up a Knicks fan, and Michael Jordan was, like, the responsible for so much anguish as a Knicks fan. But uh, it's not like people say, oh, so Patrick Ewing's your favorite player. I'm like, no, not really. Was it Charles Oakley? Like, uh, I mean, I liked them all. I like Starks. I, li- yeah. I mean, hell, I was, like, I was so deep in it. I was like, I like Charlie Ward and Monty Williams and Anthony Bonner. <laughs> and, like, I was going D- Doc Rivers. Like, I was pulling... But to say that that's my favorite player, I don't know, man. I don't think any of those guys are my favorites. All right, hit me. Your dark horse team to win it all this year and why? If we had the rights to the music, I'd say play Katy Perry. The Warriors. Not standard dark horse, but this year-ish. Yeah, not standard dark horse, just like uh, a like Pegasus. No, no, no. But, but hear me a, out. Hear me out. I think I don't think many people think that the Chris Paul thing is going to work. I don't think many people think that like, oh, this is a perfect situation. I think there are a lot of personalities over there. I think we're going to have to see how it works. And I actually do sort of think there's a chance that it works and they win their fifth championship. And I sort of want that. Like, obviously. I sort of want it to happen. I sort of think it's the funniest possible outcome if if Draymond does indeed win Chris Paul his first championship. I mean, I'm not averse. I I don't think it's far fetched. I'm one of the people who's curious to how it's going to work. 
Right. Stylistically, for sure. I don't. I don't think the personality thing is going to come up at all. But I think stylistically, there's some issues there that they've got to realize right. and figure out. But I just I feel like Dark Horse has to be like the Pacers. The, the Knicks. Knicks are going to win the championship. That's a Dark Horse, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Well, maybe mine. Maybe I wanted to be right more than I wanted to choose a. I don't know. Yeah, okay, last... are you ready? I mean, I'm yes. giving you your next one. Yep. Will the NBA's new rules on resting stars work and why? Not really, because <laughs> teams always find a way, right? Oh. And, and what I mean by that is, like, there's loopholes. There's loopholes. So, so first and foremost, the policy, Charlotte, is about yep. resting multiple stars in the same game, right? Multiple right. stars. So certain teams, like... Oh, the world champion Denver Nuggets have, by the NBA's definition of what a star is, someone who's been All-NBA or an All-Star uh, in the last three seasons. The Nuggets have one player who qualifies for that, and that's Nikola Jokic. Because they don't have multiple stars by the NBA's definition, that means they can sit and rest Jokic because, they, I mean, what's he going to do? He's going to play every game? You can't force him to play every game. So they are kind of exempt from that policy. Someone else who's exempt for that policy are rookies, guys who have not been in the league long enough to be an all-star in All-NBA. Guys like Victor Wembanyama and Scoot Henderson, they can sit as much as they want as well because they don't fall under this policy. Same thing for any uh, second-year player, soon-to-be second-year player who hasn't achieved anything. Paulo Bancaro played for Team USA. He's a mm-hmm. great young talent. He's not an all-star in All-NBA player, so guess what? Paulo Bancaro can sit. And so, like, there's a lot of loopholes there. Then the other part of it is who defines when someone is hurt, right? Because the idea is, like, this is for healthy scratches. So if I say I have knee tendonitis or back spasms or lower back soreness, who's to say, like, what kind of – are we going to send medical police all across the league? Wait a second. Let me check your back. They're not going to be able to do that. Tendonitis, how how do you detect that? There's no MRI for that, right? Right. And then the other part of it is, if you are dealing with something like mental health, we talk about taking it more seriously and giving it more credence and all, and we're doing the the PSAs. If someone's dealing with a mental health crisis, again, are you going to ask them, hey, to, in the middle of this, come talk to this doctor? And the doctor's going to be like, "Mm, I think he's faking it. I just Yeah, I think he's good. There's just, there's just a lot of, there are a lot of loopholes there. So I, 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 it's. People are going to be able to beat the system because that's what they're designed to do. They're designed to beat the system to win. Yeah. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. Just not kidding. Not cheating, uh, you're not trying. Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shea and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities, stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. 
for the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus, a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. You guys think the Timberwolves can beat the Nuggets? Anthony Edwards is plus 1,300 to win finals MVP. Wow, that's putting the cart before the horse. And if your team isn't in the playoffs, you can wager on who's going to win in the draft lottery on May 12th. And if you're new to DraftKings, you've got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now and use code ODDBALL. That's code O-D-D-B-A-L-L for new customers to get 150 smackaroos in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Slow news day. You know what that means. Let's go on Reddit and find something to read to each other and make sure that everyone else's reaction is like, whoa, what's going on? It's oddball. All right, here we go. Charlotte Wilder, are you ready? I've never, well, I've probably, yes, I'm ready. If you woke up one day with the ability to drain three-point shots with 100% accuracy, but everything else about you stayed the same, would you eventually get signed by an NBA team? I'll answer for Charlotte. The answer is no, because she's a woman. Why wouldn't you let me say oh, it? Oh, sorry. I didn't know you were going Okay, the woman part aside, which is how I start every segment on any sports show, uh, no, I wouldn't. Really? I don't think so. Charles because Wilder wouldn't get signed as a three-point specialist? If I'm, fi- I'm like 5'8", five, 5'9", five, I can't remember. I honestly can't remember how tall I am, which feels messed up. But... I don't think I'm getting a shot. We, I don't think I, if I stepped on a court with NBA players, but I could I could drain every three. I don't know that I would ever be open enough to take a shot. Yeah. So the premise of this bit is that if you can get a shot off from three, yeah, it's going in. It doesn't matter even right. if you're not looking at the basket. You could throw it over your head. You can blindfold yourself. You're making it. Right. If you can get the shot off. And I don't think I think. If I got one, if I got one shot off playing against NBA players, it would be an absolute miracle. But see, here's the thing. This is I'm going to push back on you. Okay. Right you're Charles. I like this. Tell me why I could be in the NBA. Yeah. You're, well, with this superpower, right? Okay. You're Charles Wilder. So we draw like some stubble on you. I actually would prefer just a mustache. Just a mustache. Yeah. Or give me your your fake man voice. Hello, I'm Charles Wilder. Uh, it, reporting for training camp. Sound like a Lopez I'm, twin. There you I'm, go. I'm Charlotte Sh- 
Charles Wilder. Yeah, there you go. That it would literally end in the first, you know, thirty <laughs> seconds like of trying it because she would forget and say her actual name. So you you step on the court. Yeah. You're five eight, right? Yeah. Already, people are like, "Who's this guy?" Right? Never Who's heard, this jabroni? Never heard of you. Five eight white guy with a unibrow yeah. and a and a man bun and like, a ponytail that looks like he teaches piano. There you go. Like it's, it's no one's taking you seriously. Right. So then you get that that oh. first, like they're playing off of you. They don't care. Like go ahead, knock yourself out. Right, right. You take that first shot. It goes in. You know what they say? Lucky. Lucky. Okay. Whatever. I love when I get the answer right. <laughs> that second one, they're like, okay, maybe I should start paying attention. Yeah. But here's the thing, NBA defense. Once they figure out that you can shoot, guess what's happening? What? No one's leaving you. But that's good because now the rest of the floor. Oh, so you can yeah. you can stand thirty five feet from the basket. Either they're not going to guard you, and in which case you're going to drain it every time, mm-hmm. or they will guard you. Mm-hmm. And then like that makes the floor a lot more easier for your superstar teammates to go ISO one on one without worrying about help. Right? Uh, Do you think you could? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like right. like because I would. I would know how to use that superpower for the best of my ability, right? right. Like now, my problem is I get hurt very quickly. Mm. Like probably like <laughs> maybe two back what three minutes in back. Yeah, back knee. spasm, uh, fall down and like awkwardly try to brace myself, yep, 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 yep. snap my wrist, tear my ulnar collateral ligament like I have before in real life. Like, it's, I just, there's no way I could stay healthy. And then, like, the fans would just be like, this guy's getting paid all this money, and he's never on the court. I'd be like Anthony Davis. <laughs> right. I, I should have a lot more empathy for Anthony Davis, because there go, but for the grace of God, me and an eye, a unibrow, so. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> um, well, the, the second part of this, I mean, mm-hmm. is that from NBA Reddit, missed three-pointers should count as half a point for the opposing team. No. Here's why. I know what you're thinking. You're like, oh, I mean, you're probably like a traditionalist and you don't want to see the like integrity of the game by Mrs. County. No, it's not even that. I don't, I don't mind about that. It's the half point part. The half point. People are notoriously bad at math, even mm. arithmetic. I can't imagine. There's a reason why when people play pickup, they play ones and twos and not twos and threes. You know right. why? Because twos and threes, too much math. Too much, too much math. math. Ones <laughs> and twos, okay, I can do that, right? So if you start in, involving fractions, yeah. Like ninety eight percent, same thing. But yeah, like I, I think, I think people are just averse to mathematics. Well, so what if it's a whole point? Hmm. A whole point, then you miss a three. The other team gets, gets one whole point. point. I don't know. I don't not, see one point seems like too much. That's the problem. Right now, here's what you do. What? If you make all twos, yes. threes, and make all threes, fours, <gasps> and make free throw, make free throws, twos, and then you can turn missed threes into ones. I did it. I fixed basketball. <laughs> Thanks, Amin. You know, but the problem, you know, the real problem with that is, would never get another full court heave again. Oh, right. Everyone be holding the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't do it. Yeah. And how about this? What? Right. Missed threes are one yeah. for the other team. Uh-huh. Free throws are two apiece. Uh-huh. Two pointers are three apiece. And three pointers are four apiece, right? But here's the deal. This is so much math. If you're down by 15, uh-huh. a full court heave ties the game. Oh, On sh- one minute. Excuse me. Wow. No, wow. Oh, now, <laughs> now, she, now she's worrying about her language. Who is this? 
I don't know. Really? This, I'm in studio. You know Everything what's funny? changes. It's like, I got to think about it. Like, I just talk to Charlotte on Zoom every day. I don't actually see her in person. So I don't know if this is actually you. Like, this might be someone else who showed up. A cl- in a Charlotte Wilder mask? Well, a clone. A poorly programmed clone. Yeah, like, this clone. The, no, li- one's ma- no one's designing a clone and doing it this way. Liking math and... and yeah, it's, it's me, Charles Wilder. Charles Wilder. All right. 